couldn't it's been fantastic spending this day with you i know it's uh, maybe been a lot longer <laughs> with me than uh maybe you had hoped i know you're a very busy guy so i i really appreciate this brother that no i've uh, loved it that that we've gotten this opportunity to chat um it's 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 been amazing seeing um the app lab space um at least this head office here i know you're going to take me to hong kong next um <laughs> but uh you know like one of one of the things that really inspires me about your story is how you've, uh, you know, you came here in 2000 and as, as an immigrant here and, and, you know, being in the college space myself, you, you came as a student, you graduated from Western, um, computer science degree, phenomenal uh, opportunities you would expect uh, as you graduate from, you know, one of the best universities in Canada. Um, but uh, can you talk about some of the challenges that you faced uh, upon graduation? Sure. Firstly, software engineering. I have the ring. Uh, okay. I'm <laughs> ring to prove it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I did my first year engineering in India, uh, and my parents migrated here. So uh, I enjoyed the university culture in India a lot. I mean, it's exactly like Bollywood movies, to be very <laughs> honest. And so I, 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 it was very difficult for me to leave and come here. Being in a new country, the main aspect is you don't know as many people. You right. don't have as many avenues or as many doors that can open for you. And uh, that's one of the things that I've always done well when I was in India, open doors. I mean, right. I was the guy in my university, okay, if you need anything, talk to Kundana, yeah. he'll hook you <laughs> up, right? Uh, all good things. Uh, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I sort of miss that, hey, I mean, I'm this in this new country, I'm not that go-to yeah. guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, so and Western's in London, right? Western's so in London, yeah. Ontario, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, didn't know anyone there at all. But yeah. uh, uh, And that's where sort of the turning point came. I realized, I mean, uh, in my in, in summer, where I realized, hey, I need to, uh, uh, one thing I realized is my communication skills. They're just not, it's, uh, it's not that, I mean, when I speak to someone, they understand, but the nuances of communicating in North America is right. I felt I lacked. Uh, so up while there were, I was looking for any sort of job, yeah. I was more inclined towards something that's where I'm facing or talking to as many people as possible. Nice. Ended up going into a door-to-door -door sales job, yeah. which was yeah. an interesting experience by itself. Yeah. Having doors shut on my face and yeah. dogs uh, being uh, oh, man. Uh, thrown at me. Luckily, <laughs> I'm a dog person, so yeah. I ended up befriending most of the dogs that were thrown at me. But, uh, but I mean, that just taught me how to just, all I, as you mentioned in the call center job as well, to constantly ensure and make it a point that I'm always stepping out of my comfort zone. Because whenever I felt I've been comfortable, I just felt in a space where I was, I was trying to be complacent. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to be, you know what, let's just do what's minimum and what's necessary. Yeah. Whereas I've kept myself out of the comfort zone, I always saw myself pushing outward and forward. And that's yeah. sort of similar practice that I've yeah. seen as uh, uh, in my leadership style as well. How do we ensure that collectively as a team we are putting our global? I was very much interested in uh, your, your experience at the kiosk, the Rogers kiosk. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to hear more about that. For sure. So in a way, interestingly enough, that was a drive for me to put myself in a comfort zone that landed me there. Oh, really? So okay. while I was doing really well at door-to-door -door sales, I didn't like it, to be very honest. Yeah. I didn't like interrupting people at their home while they yeah. were having dinner and whatnot. So I didn't like that part of it while I was doing it well. So I was just going, like, I was at a mall and someone sold me high-speed internet. I was like, yeah, I need yeah. high-speed internet. There yeah. you go. 
So I'm like, wait a minute. Like, how much do you make? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't get a salary. I know, I don't. I'm not interested in salary. How much commission you make? Yeah. And he's like, thirty dollars. I yeah. just made thirty dollars off you. Yeah. <laughs> I make ten dollars off every yeah. door-to-door uh, whatever sell uh, sale I make. Yeah. So I'm like, I want that job. Yeah. So, so that was very interesting. That was one. That was the first time I was fully out there, where I was like, I want to meet your manager. I want to find a way. And I was just, I was on yeah, him. Yeah. Awesome. And he's like you know what, I like your drive. I'm going to give you his phone number. Yeah. So yeah. I, he gave me the phone number. I kept on calling him. He's like, not interested. You have too many yeah. people. I'm like, I know from your from the guy that sold me uh, the, the internet that he makes 10 deals and he's yeah. a bad salesman. Yeah. I'm going to commit to 25 sales in half of a shift. Wow. And okay. if I don't make it, don't give me the job. Yeah, yeah. And he still ignores my call. Yeah. And I kept on saying that. He's like, okay, you know what? If you, th- no, sorry, sorry. Actually, <laughs> uh, and then I told him that, okay, how about this? I'll make you, f- I'll bring another friend of mine yeah. and we'll make 50 sales for you yeah. in half of a shift. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. And yeah. that convinced him. He's like, okay, you know what? Sure. So one of my buddies was doing well in door to door as well. Both of yeah. us went in there and we made 60 sales. Nice. Uh, 30 each or whatever. Uh, yeah. Slight difference. And uh, that was, that was it. I mean, uh, it was for, I mean, what we did is instead of saying being completely out of our comfort zone, door to door, we changed the dynamics of being in a kiosk. We thought out of the box. Every, we observed. We came a shift earlier. We observed what the people earlier were doing. They were on in the kiosk, trying to sell within the kiosk. We we're like, hey, I mean, if you're doing door to door, the least we can do is get out of the kiosk yes. and target <laughs> anyone in the mall. Yeah, that's yeah. what we did. And uh, and in that that summer, I think I made six figures in like two and yeah. a half months or oh, as wow. much. So that was that was transformational. Where I saw. In sales, when I can provide real value, and it was yeah. real value providing yeah, high yeah. speed at that time in 2001, high yeah. speed internet, selling yeah. at Dufferin Mall, uh, yeah. which is uh, which was actually which worked in our favor, uh, considering the locality around. It was it was hot, right? Yeah. And so it realized when you're providing real value to people, there's no cap on how much you can make. What was the step then from from that kiosk to uh, to the app lab? Yeah. How, how were you like, I'm going to register a business now yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, take that plunge? For sure. Yeah. So that step was quite quick, actually, because <coughs> as I was leaving the kiosk, uh, the, I mean, going back to school in September, yeah. my boss goes to me that, hey, I mean, how the, the amount you made in three months here, yeah. after you graduate, it's going to take you five years to make half of that amount. Yeah. Yeah. Are you really interested? <laughs> Half of that amount in a year. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, hey man, I'm Indian. I'm gonna <laughs> do my software engineering. Yeah. I need that engineering degree on my wall. I need to yeah. make my parents happy. I need to. Yeah. Uh, so so I need to do that. Yeah. But I have a proposition for you. So that's what I said. Why don't I open up a kiosk for you in London, Ontario? Rogers doesn't have any kiosk. Yeah. Nice. And let's try that out. And uh, he agreed, and that was actually my first entrepreneurial gig when I registered a business and did all of that, and uh, and and that's what I realized. I mean, I was a second-year student, engineering student, hiring MBAs or third-year or second-year MBA students from Ivy uh, as a part of my fleet, and uh, yeah, and just nice. Realized that hey, this is what I'm meant for: uh, training people, teaching them how to be successful, providing value to people directly. Uh, having that impact based on uh, my passion, my performance, 
so I just I just enjoyed that space. Yeah. Uh, three years down the road, when I graduated, high speed internet wasn't the the thing anymore. Yeah. But software was. Right. So that's where I sort of pivoted to uh, to doing websites, uh, and uh, I didn't go full time into my business. Uh, again, I was a new immigrant. Sure. OSAP, yeah. support my family. Uh, so I had uh, I had those responsibilities to take on, uh, but I didn't give it up. I was working nine to five, and as soon as I finished my job at five, five fifteen yeah. to three a.m., four a.m., whatever it took, two thousand four to two thousand seven. Okay. Uh, which is when I met my wife. Okay. Uh, and two thousand seven to two thousand nine, before we got married, uh, that's when we formally registered a company and started. That uh, was doing things. Uh, Joshi Inc. I no, think, Joshi right? Inc. Yes. That yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay, and nice. And you guys did it together, or we did it together? Exactly. Okay. So she was the design brain. I was the sales and technology brain. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's how it sort of formally started of yeah. creating a brand and building a business around it, yeah. as opposed to me doing like whatever gig I can find and yeah. do whatever I can. But did did you think about is this the right decision for me? Because it couldn't have been easy. You were talking about. Some people didn't even understand apps at that time. Yeah. You were having two two hour conversations with people trying to convince them. Did you think, well, let me screw this and and go back to the uh, you know engineering uh, side of s software engineering work side of things? Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, obviously, as a as an entrepreneur, the journey is always filled with obstacles. So it's yeah. never like a, a linear hockey stick as you would imagine or as you would like to have. There's yeah. always ups and downs and yeah. it keeps going lower but keeps going higher and it's yeah. always that way. Maybe Bay Street thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes straight up. Uh, yeah. I know, exactly. But it doesn't happen that way, obviously, right? So and yeah. when it's down, I mean, yeah, you doubt yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, I've never doubted uh, my vision, my goals. I've never uh, thought of going back. And the main reason is, uh, I guess, my number one uh, if I were, if you were to ask me what's my number one strength, it's grit. And that grit is sort of to an extreme level where if I've made my mind on something, I mean, even whatever, if my life is at stake, I'll still do it. Uh, so it's a bit manical and I wouldn't <laughs> recommend anyone to <laughs> nurture that. <laughs> it's just nature and that's the crazy part. Sure. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so because of that grit, it's, it's never been uh, that... Uh, forget it because it's so difficult let me just take back another route yeah but yeah when when the failures happen you do question your ability you do question uh, your uh, yourself your strengths uh, you look at your weaknesses on a, in a microscope uh, so that does happen you know being in the college space there's a lot of international students that I meet and there is one guy that said something interesting um, that I'd like to share with you and get your thoughts on and he said he is our Steve Jobs. <laughs> what What do you feel about that? Hearing that, he's our Steve Jobs. Yeah, that's very humbling. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm entirely deserving of that title, uh, at least yet. Uh, but uh, I mean, again, Steve Jobs, someone I admire a lot. He's a, he's a true visionary. Uh, I don't think I can compare myself yet, but it's a learning process. I uh, like to again learn from people who are again. It's his nature. I mean, he was a visionary by nature. I am a visionary by nature. So I have to train myself every day to sort of uh, to 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 do to come close to certain things that uh, uh, people like him have done. Similar to Bill Gates. I mean, again, I really aspire the way he's taken certain decisions throughout his uh, uh, entrepreneur journey. I completely admire that. So, uh, 
very humbling and very kind of uh, him to say that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the quest is to always, I mean, it's not so much about trying to be in a mold of someone else. Uh, it's about charting your own path, but right. by being inspired by the right things of, of, uh, of whoever has done those right things, right? So I don't uh, believe in idealizing certain people. Sure. I mean, although I, um, I look up to a lot of people, I look up to them for what they stand for and what they are great at. If you idolize, you sometimes get into, uh, you idolize Tiger Woods and then a controversy happens and sure. then you feel, hey, no, that's wrong, right? Whereas you, if you look at that person for the good that they do and then just think about it of how you could do that. Another thing I wanted to ask about the business is, you know, you, a lot of uh, interviews I had seen, you know, as I was doing uh, research about the App Lab and, and yourself is you very much focused on the experience. Right, you were talking about, uh, and that's why you wanted to stay innovative um, in terms of uh, virtual reality, augmented reality. It's o it's really focused on the experience for you, right? Um, I mean, you can focus on so many different things. What is special to you about the experience? Totally, and uh, I mean, the main aspect is when I started the company, I wanted to, the main goal for me was to do the best that I'm capable of to help people. So, so with software, uh, the field that we are in, the best way to help people and improve lives is by improving their experience. So that's sort of, that's how it got, uh, became a part of our vision right. and uh, became a core aspect of everything that we do uh, where Every project has to have a key, uh, a specific focus on elevating uh, experience or disrupting the experience in a way that it's transformational. So I have an interesting question for you. Would you fund yourself and why? <laughs> what, what makes you, uh, uh, do you believe a, a, a person that would, uh, you know, if you were seeking investment, why, why would you fund yourself? What makes you a great CEO. I've been funding myself for the last. <laughs> That's <laughs> very true. That's years, very so. true. That's very true. Uh, uh, yes, I would fund myself, and I would recommend everyone out there. To fund <laughs> uh, mainly because of two things, and those are the two criteria I look in every entrepreneur as well. Uh, one and number one is coachability, and number two is grit. Right. Uh, number two is very difficult to figure out if they have the grit or not, but sometimes right. based on personal experiences, you can try and decipher that. Uh, but those two are very important because as an entrepreneur, you don't have, I mean, nurture versus nature, right? No, nature is not going to provide you all the skills to be successful as an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. There are just millions of skills required to be, be a successful entrepreneur For and sure. that, that person doesn't exist, right? Yeah. So, but coachability is important. You need to know what you don't know. You need to either learn that or find a way to have partners or, uh, or, or, or get a team that can do those things and know enough about it that you can, uh, you can again judge and get the right person on your team to do that. So, so it's a it's an ongoing learning process where you are figuring out where you're one with your weaknesses, and uh, one with your strengths, ensuring you're doing, you're pushing your strengths to the limit, ensuring that you're learning new skills so that your 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 uh, weaknesses are not uh, uh, being a hindrance to your uh, progress as a company. 
Uh, and it's an ongoing process that never stops. Uh, even if you fail, which is fine, it's, it's still a learning opportunity of what went wrong and what are the things that you need to learn or find people to do uh, that you couldn't. So that coachability is extremely important. What, so what, what are the next five years looking like for, uh, for, for you? A lot of exciting things that we are part of right now. Um, we've uh, we are doing a lot of work where we are uh, where we are taking on projects that are creating real impact on people. And we talked about improving experience, but there's a sh there's a difference between a shopping experience yeah. uh, and making sure someone's living, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, and so that that I mean uh, is uh, we are we are putting more importance on that. Yeah, we have a program actually dedicated towards profit for profit businesses or for yeah. profit startups uh, that are focused on doing good in the world. Uh, because I truly believe that to make good in the world, I mean, charities and not for profits have their space. Yeah. But if you have a profitable company, uh, it's going to make sure that it's going to sustain yeah. and do a lot more good than anyone else. Uh, but if it's aligned towards doing good in the world, I think it's a, it's a perfect combination. So yeah. we're doing a lot of that. We've created a program just associated with that called Change Lab. And I'm very excited about it because oh already nice. have about a dozen projects uh, that we are embarking and a lot more to go. So, so that's the metric that I am judging ourselves by now. Real yeah. impact created using technology and virtual experience. Yeah, we have a... Uh, uh you know, wh while I was in Bangladesh, uh, uh, Professor Muhammad Yunus is there. Yes. Uh, he won the Nobel Prize yes. for microfinance. And he also has this concept called uh, social business. Right. And, um, you know, there's social enterprise, different things there. And he has seven key principles for uh, social business. But one of the main ones is, um, you know, how it came up is there's a lot of NGOs in Bangladesh. And uh, the NGOs, you know, just generally speaking, would focus on the social cause, but not really look at the bottom line. Whereas the businesses were looking at the bottom line and maybe doing, you know, some community service initiatives, like doing donations, et cetera. So not too concerned on, on, on the social concern, right? More perhaps on the PR. These are generalizations, but what he did was combine the two. Um, so, you know, as a business person, in the social business concept, you invest in that uh, business that is addressing a social concern, and you get your return on the investment, but thereafter, there's no dividends that are paid out. As the business scales, uh, you expand the business, um, you know, um, because it's doing well, et cetera. So, so you can take a concept and really scale it globally because it just really has no boundaries in a way. And if you can do that on impactful projects, you really have the ability while it's still important to have grassroots organizations that are creating impact within a loc uh, uh, locality, uh, ability to scale good work uh, yeah. for as many people as you can uh, just becomes quite critical. And, uh, and I, uh, that's what I believe. I mean, with AI and technologies uh, which people are fearful for, for the right reasons, if they are directed in the right direction where we are doing good in the world, it yes. can actually be extremely transformative. And yeah. uh, I'm really hoping that more people and more entrepreneurs start taking on initiatives which are really aligned to doing good in the world. Uh, that's that's the key uh, reason for that initiative. Yeah. Well, you're doing fantastic things, Simran. Uh, brother, it's been a pleasure uh, to spend the day with you here and uh, to get to know you. I mean, 
you know, we get to know each other on dinners and things like that. But this is a little bit different because I get to dive in yeah. uh, perhaps a, a little more deeper. So I really appreciate you uh, uh, joining us today and, and sharing your story. And, uh, you know, if, if anybody wants to get connected with you, I assume get on the website uh, theapplab.com. Theapplab with two Bs. Uh, com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty open to invitations. Okay, <laughs> awesome. And you can follow the App Lab on Twitter as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much, brother. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for uh, this wonderful session. I thoroughly enjoyed it.